0: Welcome to the Reset Podcast. This is 30 minutes a week where you get to focus on your personal evolution through a casual, spiritual conversation. I'm your host, Liz Tran. I am an executive coach and a meditation teacher. And together, we will work through how to live as your highest and best self with one foot firmly planted in the real world. Hi, everyone. It's Liz. I'm coming to you here September 1st, Monday morning. And the podcast is late, which is really sad, but I got super, super sick. I was out in Pennsylvania for a week in the country with my husband and some friends and I ate something that didn't agree with me and I had really, really, really bad food poisoning and I was up from basically midnight to 4am just back and forth between the bathroom (laughs) and trying to catch a little bit of sleep in between but actually got very, very little And I was meant to record the podcast in the morning, Sunday morning, but I didn't have a chance to. And then we drove back. So we were in the car for hours and hours going back from rural Pennsylvania back to New York. And when I got home, I was just exhausted. So I am learning to honor my body and to go at the pace that I need to, even if it means that I don't hit a deadline, especially when there is some sort of circumstance outside of my control like this food poisoning that means that I just can't get it done on my timeline. I'm so sorry about that. I really wanted this podcast to be a beautiful moment on Sunday where you're getting ready for the week ahead. You have a moment of stillness to think about your life and what you want out of life and how you're growing and you're changing. Unfortunately, now this week, it will have to be Tuesday but I do believe that everything always works out as it should. So maybe you're listening to this and it's actually the perfect time and it's Tuesday instead of Sunday. Onward. I am feeling pretty good. I'm a little bit blown away by the fact that it is already September and the election is coming so soon. And I've been really thinking about, gosh, how much inequality there is in the world. You know, I had this really beautiful weekend where... We were able to rent a gorgeous house and take time with our friends just to have fun. Really, there was no other agenda besides that. We tripped on some mushrooms, we played hide-and-seek, not on mushrooms, just normally. We played capture the flag, we made delicious food, we stayed up late talking about our lives, and it was really, really beautiful. And I feel so grateful for the ability to get out of the city. And it feels like such a gorgeous privilege that is juxtaposed with being here in the Lower East Side in New York, where the other day I was walking back from a friend's clothing store. She sells $1,500 pants and $600 shirts. But on the way back, walking back to my apartment, which is only three or four blocks away, there's a huge lineup around the block. And it was mostly older Asian American people. And I thought, oh, I wonder what that is. It was for entrance into the local neighborhood community center. And then I saw a sign outside that said free hot meals. And there were probably 150 people in this line waiting in the very, very hot heat for a free hot meal. Something that I feel is happening in New York is that all the people who are able to or Are choosing to and have the means to leave the city are and there are a lot more people who don't have those options and it become really easy to pretend that, not even pretend, but to sort of ignore the huge economic distance that exists between people. Right now I'm feeling really grateful and really lucky to be in New York and to be able to experience that and be able to see it and to really take that in to thus always be grateful and thankful and to appreciate what I have in my life and to also think about how I can do the best that I can every day to make whatever change I can because everyone deserves hot meals. Everyone deserves a place where they feel safe. In short, I'm feeling really lucky to be here in New York because I was away in Canada for so long and completely missed the Black Lives Matter protests I completely missed the zenith of the pandemic in New York. I am lucky enough not to know anyone who has died or gotten seriously sick from COVID. In a way, being in New York feels so much more honest and so much more true and so much more real than it was living in a really sheltered, guarded world in Canada that was removed from really important societal circumstances that I feel like it's really important to be aware of. Anyway, getting to the meat of this episode, today we're talking about the power of receiving. Specifically, how do you receive in order to manifest? So this might sound really confusing, but I'll break it down. So if you're listening to this, you probably are familiar with the concept of manifesting, which is when you set your sights on accomplishing a specific goal, whether it's a monetary goal or finding a partner or manifesting a house into your life or manifesting a car, whatever it might be, there's this idea that if you believe it, you can achieve it. And manifesting has been popularized by things like The Secret. There are tons and tons of books about manifestation. There are tons and tons of people out there who are coaches on how to manifest. I teach a class on manifesting money, especially for women. And since I learned about manifestation, I've manifested such beautiful things into my life. I live in a really gorgeous apartment that is way under market in terms of the price. And my partner and I completely manifested that. I manifested my husband. I'd written a list of qualities, very specific ones that I was looking for in a person months before we met. And then later on, when I went back to read my journal, I realized that I had gotten everything that I wanted. I manifested a lot of the press coverage that we got for Reset when Reset first opened. I made a vision board with all the logos of the media publications that I wanted and I manifested that, I mean, on and on and on. And I love this concept because I think it's so true. It's the idea that if you believe and picture and envision and focus on something in your life, then you can bring it in. Our minds are so powerful. What I'm here to talk about today is a very, very crucial ingredient to manifestation that gets overlooked so often that a lot of books and people who teach manifestation completely forget to address. And that is the power of receiving when you're manifesting. And another way to think of that is non-active manifestation. I always like to think that there are two energies to life, giving and receiving. Sometimes you're giving, sometimes you're the one receiving. A lot of us out there, especially as women, are really familiar with and really comfortable and accustomed to giving. And what I'm here to tell you is how important it is to also learn how to receive. First off, how do you know if you need help in the arena of receiving? I'm going to read to you some phrases, and so if you have ever thought these phrases, or you regularly and habitually think these phrases, then you probably are someone who doesn't know how to receive very well. If you think, people take advantage of me, I don't get what I want, I feel taken for granted. I'm always there for others, no one is there for me. People don't listen to me. I can't count on anyone. The only way something gets done is if I do it. I know what is good for other people, but I don't know what I want. The ones that really popped out to me from that list that used to be so indicative of how I felt about myself and the world around me were, I'm always there for others. No one is there for me. I can't count on anyone. The only way something gets done is if I do it. You know, I really was so independent and I felt like I was the most competent person out of all my friends and therefore I was always responsible for helping them. What I had to realize was that part of the reason why I wasn't getting help is because I didn't know how to receive. I wasn't letting people in. I wasn't letting people take the burden off of my shoulders. Another way that you might recognize that you are someone who is bad at receiving, you are a non-receiver, is if you brush off compliments. So think about the last time someone said, oh, I like your sweater. And instead of accepting that compliment, you said something that put yourself down like, oh, really gross. This thing, it's so old. Or if someone said, oh, you look really nice today. Your hair looks great. And you said, oh, really? Ugh, normally I straighten it, but I just, I feel like it looks really bad today. That's you not being able to receive. And when I've been paying attention to this, since I started paying attention to this, I now see it and notice it everywhere. I see people do it all the time when I give them a compliment. And I've really, really tried to make sure that when I'm complimented that I really hear it. I really receive it. And instead of making some sort of self-deprecating comment or some sort of comment to diffuse that compliment, then I just say, oh, really? Thank you. Thank you so much. And then I might say something nice about whatever they've said. You know, if they say, oh, your hair looks good. Thank you. You know, I've really been trying to take better care of it. I really appreciate that you said that. Really letting myself feel it. And so you might be asking now, well, why is this important to manifestation? Manifestation being able to receive a compliment and why is feeling like people help me in the world critical to manifesting? Well, first I want you to think about something that you're manifesting. It could be a partner. It could be a new job. It could be a new place to live. For me right now, it is getting my income to a certain amount every month. And now think about all the work that you do to move toward that goal. All the active work that you do maybe it's applying to jobs maybe it's going on dating apps and sending people messages well all that active work is really important but receiving is equally important when giving and receiving are equal partners you have a way better chance at manifestation that's because a lot of things just come to us when we're manifesting Manifesting isn't about chasing down that goal and not stopping until you get it. It's about balancing equal parts action and receptiveness, action and receptiveness. For instance, I was trying to manifest my partner and I had set quotas for myself on how many people I needed to reach out to on Hinge or Bumble or whatever it was every week because I felt like I need to be the master of my own destiny. I would force myself to go out to different parties and different dinners thinking, oh, maybe I'll meet someone. And I happened to meet my partner as if the universe just dropped it in my lap. He reached out to me. He invited me to visit him at his library. I went not expecting anything. And then that was my husband. And I really didn't have to do anything <laughs> except for be me. Think about all the things that you've gotten just through chance or coincidence. A lot of you who have been listening to this podcast know that I worked in venture capital for years and it had a really coveted job that a lot of people want. And that job really just fell into my lap. I was reached out to by someone who had been a client of mine and said, hey, I think you should interview for this job. All the active, work I could have done wouldn't have nearly gotten me as close as just sitting back and receiving. But sometimes when you're so, 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 so busy chasing, you don't even have time to receive. Think about all the times when you've chased a goal or a job or a relationship only to feel depleted and no closer to your goal. It probably happens all the time. And it's because we live in a culture that operates from this mindset, this championing of using willpower and force, and our culture under the value of receptivity. So when you expect to achieve a goal by using only your will and your determination, then it's a recipe for burnout. It's a recipe for not getting what you want and the pursuit of our goals requires both active and receptive efforts. It's so important. If you take anything from this podcast, just remember that when action and receptivity are equal partners, you have a much, much better chance at manifesting what it is that you desire. A huge part of being someone who can receive is when you can receive emotional support from others. And I'll give three examples of that here, and you might recognize yourself in some of these examples. So let's say you're looking for a job and your friend says, hey, how's your job search going? You might be tempted just to say, great, job search is great. But if you are really open to receiving then you know that your friend will be there for you if you're really open and honest. And so maybe instead, if you are in receiving mode, then you say, oh yeah, you know, the interviews seem to be going pretty well, but you know, I'm worried that I might be overqualified and I won't find the right job match for me. And in that moment, you allow your friend to help you, right? So maybe your friend says, you know, I know a job that would be perfect for you. Let me introduce you. But if you just say, great, and you don't reveal your feelings, then your friend might just be like, oh, you're fine. When we do not reveal what's really going on with ourselves and we don't give other people a chance to help us, what happens is that you miss out on opportunities. So for instance, if your friend says to you, hey, do you mind babysitting my kids for the 15th time? Then you might say, sure, yeah, of course. What time do you need me to be there? Then your friend is concluding that you're so happy to help, that maybe you love spending time with her kids, right? But what really you should do is you should say, Oh, you know, actually, I'm really feeling like I need a quiet night to myself. And the thing is, if you never open that door to receive, you'll just be giving, giving, giving. When you just say yes, 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 all the time, then people just think that you're happy to help all the time. They don't assume any different. And then you may have had this experience where you know, someone who knows you from college runs into you at a party and says, Oh, wow, Liz, you're so independent. Do you prefer being single? In the past, I would have said something like, Oh, yeah, I love being single. I don't need anyone to complete me. I'm very satisfied with my life. And in that moment, I'm not allowing myself to be receptive because then my acquaintance who I ran into, this person probably is concluding, Oh, damn, you know, I know someone who would be like a perfect match for Liz, who I could set her up with, but he's looking for something serious. And it sounds like she's not, she likes being single. So I won't mention it. Liz doesn't seem to need my help. And so think about all the ways that even in general conversation and general dialogue, you give off the impression that you don't need help, that you don't need to receive anything from anyone else. You can actually pause the podcast here. Think about, all the ways that you do that, and really watch over the next few days. Even when someone at the grocery store says, oh, can I get the door for you? Instead of being like, no, 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 I'm okay. Just say, yeah, thank you so much. I would love to. So for the next week, what I want you to focus on is if you can just say yes. Every single time, help is offered. Even if you think that you don't necessarily want it. So for instance, if you are in the kitchen and your roommate says, hey, do you want me to make you some tea? Just say yes to that. If your friend offers to proofread your resume, just say yes. Say yes to every little small thing that you can. If you're making a date with someone that you met on the dating app, and if they say, would you like me to pick a place? Just say, yeah, I would love that. That would be great. Can you please pick a place? See if you can recognize all the ways that you're shutting down receiving. Because when you're shutting down receiving, then your manifestation can't come to you. It's trying to come to you and instead, You're saying, no, I need to go chase it down. I need to be the one out there driving toward my manifestation instead of letting it come to me. And what we're talking about today is manifesting by attraction, manifesting by letting whatever it is that is meant to be yours, be yours and come your way. Another way to become a really good receiver is to accept and embrace every single compliment that you get. This one was so eye-opening for me because I was so used to making a self-deprecating comment whenever anyone gave me a compliment. So the next time someone says that you look great, even if you don't believe them, recognize that it's true. That's always the way that I feel is like when someone gives me a compliment, I'm always like, oh, really? Ew, I feel so awful. That's not true. They must not really mean that. But now I really just go with it. And I assume that if they're saying it, it must be true. And how can I see myself? through their eyes it may be my own perspective is the one that needs to shift. Maybe I'm not right. Maybe I really do deserve that compliment. So try to do that. Really feel into the compliments that you're getting and really just let yourself accept them. Don't write them off either verbally aloud or even internally. See if you can really believe the next person who gives you a compliment and to realize that even if you had been thinking the opposite of yourself, that that compliment is right and the negative way that you are seeing yourself is wrong. And the third thing that you can do to really turn on the juice of being a receiver is to stop complaining. When we complain, it takes a lot of our energy away from manifestation. And this doesn't mean that you can't talk about your feelings and if you're sad or if you're angry. Talking about your feelings is totally fine. But what I mean about complaining is when you're complaining about specific people or situations. When you are making yourself the victim, looking at everything external as being against you. So I'll give the same situation. In one way, I'll be complaining, and in the other way, I'll just be talking about my feelings. So here first is the complaining one. Oh yeah, I'm dating this guy and he is so awful. It takes forever for him to text me back He was 20 minutes late to our last date. He is always on his phone when we're together. And it's confusing because I really like him. And he says he really likes me too, but I'm just not getting what I need from him. Okay, so that is complaining as something that you shouldn't do. And the second thing is talking about your feelings and acknowledging your feelings. And I might say something like, yeah, I feel really mixed up and confused about what's going on with this guy I'm dating because I really thought there was something special between us. Like I really like him and I feel really admired and really loved and really seen by him. But where I'm really disappointed is the fact that he's not reliable when it comes to texting me back or showing up. And ultimately as much as he can tell me that he really cares about me, he's not showing me that. And that feels really disappointing because I haven't liked someone in a really long time, and I really at first thought that he liked me too, and it just feels, you know, kind of sad to think that I might have to go back into the dating pool and start trying all over again, but ultimately I know that I can't keep living with this feeling of constant disappointment from him. So the first one was really placing blame on the other person. And the second one is about putting the focus on your own feelings. It's centering it around your experience, which is the most important part. It allows you to explore your feelings and your emotions. You know, in this example, the person who I mentioned does sound like an actual jerk, so it doesn't detract from that he's behaving poorly or rudely. But really, that's not the point. This not complaining is not to take away blame or to assuage guilt or to say that people are never in the wrong, but rather it's about putting your mindset and your action to where it matters and that is taking care of your own tender and beautiful heart. And then the last thing that you can do is to count your blessings and you guys have heard me say this over and over and over again, but your gratitude list is so important five things that you feel really grateful for. And I think Oprah says it the best. Oprah kept a gratitude list for 10 years straight. And she says, be thankful for what you have. You'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. And it's so true, right? This is another quote. Abundance is not something we acquire. It's something we tune into. And I think that is so true that in order to manifest opportunities and people and dreams, you have to be someone who believes that those opportunities and dreams are accessible and available to you. You need to believe that your life is already rich in many, many ways. You have to believe that your manifestations are just around the corner and you deserve them because you're someone who always receives. Think about if you are in that non-receiving mindset and you think, oh, no one ever helps me out. And then someone, uh, you know, then a friend Calls you and says, Hey, do you want to get coffee? And maybe they want to get coffee with you because they have a job that they want to talk to you about, but you blow them off and you blow them off because you think that they're just asking you for help. Then you've missed out on opportunity, right? When we move through the world assuming that we're never going to receive, that people aren't here to help us out, that we can totally overlook opportunities when they're on their way to us. Make your gratitude list. Get into a mindset of feeling like your life is abundant and rich and people are always helping you. And as soon as you tune into that energy, that people are always helping you, that the universe is always giving to you, then just watch because it will happen. I 100% guarantee it thank you guys for tuning in today. All of this amazing content and information is from a book that I devoured called The Power of Receiving by Amanda Owen. So please, please, please check out that book if you're interested in these concepts. It's a quick read. I read the whole thing in probably three days and I did all the exercises in it as well. And it really helped me see how much I was blocking receiving for my life. I was blocking people helping me with things. Even something as simple as being at Whole Foods and the cashier saying, oh, do you want me to tape up these berries and these eggs for you? And I would say, oh, no, no, I'm okay. Actually, don't worry. And then sure enough, my berries would spill all over my bag, but I didn't want to bother the person at Whole Foods. But that's the thing. It's I had to let myself receive. So I hope you guys are all going to be focused on your week of receiving. And speaking of receiving, I wanted to do a really fun giveaway for all of you guys for the next two weeks until September 15th. If you guys rate and review the podcast on iTunes or on any other podcast aggregator, and then you email me a screenshot of your review that has been made in the past, the next two weeks, September 1st to September 15th. At the end, I will pick two winners to receive a free one-hour coaching session with me. I can coach you on all sorts of things. I typically work with early-stage startup founders And when I do that, my one-on-one coaching costs $1,000 an hour. So consider this work to be a $1,000 gift. Review the podcast, write something nice about us, and then I will randomly put everyone's names into a proverbial hat, and then I will pick two people, and they'll get free one-hour coaching sessions. And coaching is such a beautiful thing because it's really just an hour where you get to work out any sort of dilemmas crises questions that you have about what's going on in your own life and have a partner in exploring those questions right someone who's really on your side and really believes in you someone who can really help you see your full potential and what you need to do to get there as a coach i think of myself as someone who holds the dreams of the people who i work with as tenderly as if they were my own and i push my coachees further than they even believe in themselves because i know that they can do it so anyway if you're feeling that vibe and you would like to have this experience then review the podcast as always please share the podcast i'm so thankful for all of you guys who have been sharing it on instagram stories and i am just so appreciative of you guys and i will see you next week